Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Our guest today has an illustrious career in the National Hockey League and in hockey overall. He's a four-time Stanley Cup champion, twice as a player, twice in management with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he also with the Devils, he won a cup. He's the first Hispanic player of origin to play in the National Hockey League in 2013. He was selected to the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. He is now the general manager of the Minnesota Wild, and he turned 50 years old yesterday. So happy birthday to our guest, Bill Guerin. Thanks, Ralph. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, all right, let's go back to the beginnings of when you started playing hockey. How old were you, and you know what did you get out of it, and what did you like about it when you first started? What was it all about for you? Oh, I mean, I was, I was really young and, uh, you know, I started skating when, you know, around three, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you mentioned my my, uh, Spanish heritage, my mom's from Nicaragua and she didn't have any idea what to do with this little boy with tons of energy in the wintertime. And one of her friends suggested ice skating and, uh, you know, she brought me and, and, um, you know what, that, that was it. Like she tells me, you know, the stories and how I reacted to it. And that was, it was every day I wanted to go every single day. And, um, you know, thank God she kept bringing me and, and that was, that was kind of it. And then, um, a couple of years later, I, I started with like a little instructional hockey in, in, you know, in Massachusetts. And, uh, um, that, that, that was it. It was an instant love with the game and I, I never thank God it worked out for me playing in the NHL because I didn't plan on anything else. <laughs> Did you play other sports besides playing hockey? Were you, play, were you an athlete? Never. I played. Yeah, I played everything. Um, you know, I played soccer, baseball, lacrosse. Um, but then like we had a ton of kids in our neighborhood too. So we were always playing like baseball in the streets or, you know, even, even, you know, we'd grab tennis rackets and go play tennis and um, you know, you know, later in my, you know, my, I guess in my twenties, when I could afford golf clubs, we started playing golf and, but my childhood was all about, all about sports, like, um, you know, organized or just in the neighborhood. And that's, that's just what we did. So you're playing hockey, you're playing all these different sports. What did you get out of it? I mean, what were you just, was it fun? You have a good time? I mean, cause today it's so competitive. Oh, I mean, like, you know, we, we got a, We, you know what? Honestly, I got everything out of it. But the most, the most important thing I think were were friendships, um, that that you know have lasted. You know, I mean, like you said, I turned fifty yesterday. Like forty five, forty years. Like same guys from back home that I played, you know, little league baseball with, or or uh, youth hockey, and and the the friendships that 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 I made through sports has been um, one of the greatest gifts and. I just think, you know what, when you play, when you play sports, you, you just learn so much. You learn so much about yourself and, um, you know, how to, how to work with others, you know, how to be on a team, how to be a good teammate. Um, those things are, those, those lessons are, they're, they're so important. I think just in a young person's, uh, in a young person's development, I was lucky enough to have great teammates, great friends, great coaches, all that stuff is just, it's just so important. Do you only play hockey in the winter? You know, a lot of kids, they just, they're so sports specific today, but were you back then, were you like, you know, up until about what age did you just keep playing all the different sports you were doing? 
Oh, um, well, I played uh, lacrosse through high school. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and it, it was just different. Like, we, we played other sports. Like, when hockey season was over, the skates and the sticks went away. Um, you know, we'd, we'd play street hockey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, the rinks kind of shut down. And then you may, you know, we did it like I would go to, um, I went to Gary Deneen Hockey School and I'd go for two weeks in the summer. And that was the only skating I did um, until I kind of got into high school age. And then I actually started working at the hockey school and I spent a lot of time on the ice. But there was no, it wasn't year round like it is today. It wasn't sports specific. You just played sports, you played other things, and it was great. So you're moving up, you're playing different levels. Did you start playing travel hockey in the winters when you got a little bit older, like 12, 13 years old, or were you still just playing around in the, in the leagues around uh, Springfield where you grew up? No, I, I, played, uh, I played for my town until I was 10. And then there was a guy, uh, uh, Steve Byrne was his name, and he put together the first travel hockey team in Western Massachusetts, the Springfield Pioneers. And I remember... Um, my mom took the phone call and this guy on the other line, he's like, yeah, we're putting together this team and we're going to go from Western Mass and we're going to go into Boston and play in this Boston Metro League and play all these teams. And my mom's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> and, and, and uh, he's like, well, we'd like Billy to come and play. And she goes, well, I don't know if he wants to play. Talk to him. So she hands me the phone and he's asking me if I want to, if I want to do this. And I'm like, well, who else is going to be on the team? And and he named off guys uh, like kid from Longmeadow, Mike McLaughlin, um, guy from Holyoke, played for Van Orange, Sean Kane, um, like all these guys, like you know, Wilbraham, Tommy Prez was going to be on it. Um, and and these are guys like from that team. I'm friends with these guys today. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable. So that was my first travel hockey, and it was so funny because we had two dads that had uh, they could they could drive a bus. So we we'd meet at a mall parking lot, and there'd be a school bus there. And we'd pile all our stuff in. The parents would pile in, and one of the dads would drive there, and the other one would drive back, and it was a riot. We had we had a blast. How much fun was that? Just, it just, it sounds like it was a great time. I mean, like there was no pressure, like 10 years old, 10 year old kids today feel a lot of pressure to play. I mean, it just seems like you guys were having a blast. We had a blast. That was it. We were, you know, we just had fun. We had a blast and, and, um, you know, we had, we actually really, we had a great team. I mean, we had a couple guys from that, from that team, um, drafted and uh and played pro and it was uh we were good and we had a blast but the you know what you know, the parents are up front you know drinking beer and <laughs> eating, eating subs and stuff like that and we're you know we're we're goofing around in the back of the bus and we just had a blast it was it was fun so you hit high school and did you play at your high school or were you still playing the travel organization at that point so I, I went to a uh, private school in my town, Wilbraham Munson Academy, and they gave me um, they gave me an exemption um, to where I didn't have to play hockey there. I was playing for the uh, Springfield Olympics, the picks, mm-hmm. and um, you know I played all four years of my high school with the picks uh, for Gary Deneen, and um, that was the greatest thing that that could have happened to me because Gary just 
he just knew what he was doing. You know, he was, he was from Montreal. He grew up in that junior hockey world. So he really knew how to run a team like, like, you know, a real junior team. And, um, our league ended up folding. Uh, we had, we had a four team league when I, by the time we got there, um, and it ended up folding, but we ended up playing like a 60 game schedule and we, and it was before title nine. So like all that, like Harvard, Yale, BU, um, Brown, they all had like, they all had JV teams. So we we're a high school, you know, high school age junior team. We'd play all the big prep schools like Avon and Choate and, um, Deerfield and, and, uh, then we'd play all the, the, the uh, college JV teams. We went up to the, uh, the, there's a big prep school tournament in, in Schenectady up at Union College. We'd go and play in that. And we had, and, and we had a really competitive team. Like we were really, we were good. And uh, it was crazy too, because when high school hockey started in the area, they took all the prime ice times at, mm -hmm. at the rink that we played at. So, my schedule was I'd go to school, I'd come home, I'd do my homework or pretend to do my homework. <laughs> and then, and then I'd take, I'd, I'd sleep for a couple hours. I'd get up and, um, you know, I didn't have my license for the first couple of years that, that I played. So guy would pick me up. We'd go to practice. Practice would start at, at 1130 midnight. And then we'd practice for an hour, come home. I'd get home at two o'clock in the morning and then do it all over again the next night. And it was uh, it was crazy, but it was it was awesome. Now you're at, you're at the picks. You're playing. You're having a great time. Gary's a great developer of of everyone knows in Western Mass at that time of of youth talent. When did it start to click for you that there may be something more down the line for you to go to college to play hockey? Uh, you know what what clicked for you all of a sudden? How old were you when you started to realize, wow, wait a minute here, there's something here for me, or there might be an opportunity for me. Yeah. So again, being very lucky to, to play for Gary, like he was all about the development, of, not just of the hockey player, but of the person and the character of the, of the person and the education. He really pushed the education. So we were kind of dialed into, to, you know, Hey, yeah, look, I could, I could really turn this into something maybe. Um, but when I started getting, I get attention, um, I was probably 15 mm -hmm. and, and then things really started turning up. Um, I can remember just the, the college letters started coming in. Um, scouts started coming to games and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, there's all these guys with trench coats and notepads <laughs> up in the, up in the stands. Um, and then even like, even the, the junior teams, like the Peterborough Pete's kitchen Rangers, uh, Sudbury drafted me. Like all these teams started coming. Like I said, he he just said something something good's going to happen if if you keep going like this. And um, you know it, it did. So you're playing now for Gary. You're getting some looks. Did your mom and dad sit down with you and kind of talk about what's going on? Like, did they say to you, know, hey Billy, you know, we should really look for more college for you? Were they kind of stressing that with you? Were they? kind of gear you know, guiding you towards that or was Gary kind of saying to you hey look Billy I think this is the best path for you I mean a lot of kids are going through this and sometimes they get bad advice I mean what advice were you getting at that point on what you should do great advice um you know it was all about the the, the junior stuff was interesting because I didn't know that yeah and you know so I, I 
I didn't know that there was that whole world up there that, that operated differently. And this is what would happen if you go up there, but we, no, we were geared towards college. And, and the biggest thing that, that Gary drove home was you need to have a backup. If you go somewhere and you get injured and you can't play hockey anymore, what are you going to do? You need the education. And, and, you know, my, 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 my parents were all about, you know, you're, you're going to school. We want you to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to, I, you know, I wanted to, my, my, my dad's side of the family, we were all like educators they are all teachers and, and this and that. So it was kind of big on, on that side of the family. And, um, you know, I grew up going to, uh, I grew up going to Holy Cross football games because my dad's from Worcester. And, um, you know, so there's always a big BC Holy Cross uh, mm -hmm. rivalry. And so I knew BC. And then when Doug Flutie threw that pass, I was like, I want, I want to go to Boston College. And was that in your sights? Huh? Was that in your sights? Did you want to go? Oh, was that like your right away your first 100, choice? 100%. 100%. And, um, you know, when that finally, when that became available, it was, uh, I took all five visits and visited some great schools and had a blast. But uh, BC was, uh, that was it for me. And yeah, I got great guidance from my parents and, and from Gary. What, what about it was that you like BC besides the Doug Flutie aspect of it? I mean, you know, what made you want to commit there? What did you see that would say, Hey, this is going to set me up for the rest of my life? Because we had Mike Sullivan on the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins the other day. And he said, a lot of kids look at a school and they say to themselves, oh, I'm just going there to play hockey. And really they should look at a school that four years to set them up for the next 40 years of their life. And, and that's yeah. something nobody ever looks at. What was that? How did that play into what you were looking at with BC? Yeah, I you know what to me honestly it it just it felt right to me and I wanted to go to a place. I think there might have been other schools that maybe would have been a, a better hockey fit for me. Mm -hmm. But when I was on that campus socially um it it just everything just felt right. Like that was a spot for me From and class and to I, social and all the other aspects. Yeah, every, like everything and and um uh it, like, like I said, it just, it just felt right. It felt like the, the, the right spot for me. And, um, you know, it, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And no, I, I, but I do agree with Mike and, and like, you, you have to, um, you have to think about it and make that educated decision. You know, my, my kids are all athletes and my two older girls, um, were at Lafayette college playing, playing lacrosse and they were going through this process. And, um, my, my advice to them was, well, look, at if you step on campus and something happens where you can't play lacrosse anymore, do you still want to be at that school? And if the answer is yes, then you got the right place. Go. Yeah. But if it's no, then you're making the wrong decision. Also at that time in 1989, I think it is, you get drafted fifth overall by the Devils. Were you expecting to go that high? Or were you, you know, what, what was the scoop? I mean, that's a pretty heady thing to be taken that high in the draft in the first round. Being yeah. an American, too. Yeah, and out of, you know, Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know how it is. It builds up. So, mm -hmm. you, you know you're going to, like, by that time, by draft day, you know you're going to go in the first round. And I had been ranked anywhere from, like, 2 to 10. And, um, I think, uh, just, you know, 
yeah, I was I was surprised that that I went fifth, and um, I was thrilled. It was I was so lucky to be taken by New Jersey, and breaking in with that team with great veteran leadership, with you know loose loose structure yep. and his accountability. I needed that. I mean, I I just I I, I really needed that that type of environment to kind of keep me in check and um you know we and we had great teams and we it was it was awesome playing there and, and we won it was it was unbelievable but also let's just like dial back for a second you go to bc you have very good time you have you know you're, you're you're adjusting to school you're adjusting to the way of life were expectations athletically very high on you coming in now because of your draft position and, and everything else? Did the coach Siglarski at that point like expect a lot more out of you as a freshman than it'll say other guys on the team? Not really. I like it, it was it was um, it was kind of funny, but Lenny treated me like like everybody else, and you know I had to earn my ice time like any other freshman and. You know, we had we had a great class. We had a really big class, like seven of us, and and um, uh, so yeah. I mean, he. I, I think expectations are always there when you get when you get picked that high. Um, but no, Lenny, he made he didn't like put me right on the first line or anything like that. He he made me earn my ice time just like everybody else. And um, you know, he he sat me out a game one time because I was taking too many penalties, and um, we didn't always see eye to eye on that part. Um, but no, I, 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 I had to earn it and, um, that, that was good for me. Biggest adjustment you had to make in college overall. What was the one thing you were not prepared for when you got to school? What's something <laughs> that kind of smacked you? School. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, um, it was, uh, yeah, the, the, the class, workload was um was uh was quite a bit more than i was used to and okay. uh i think just just managing your own managing your time like if you're a if, if you're an athlete in, in college you just don't have time and you know what sometimes your classes don't fit your you know perfectly for your practice schedule and you're rushing to get down to practice or maybe you have you know uh, i took a couple classes that were at night so you practice and you got to get out of there and get to your class. And so I think just the, the time management was, was really tough for me. We're talking with Bill Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota wild. So you're there at two years at BC and the Olympics come calling for the team for 1992 to go to Albertville. Was that kind of like what you expected to do? Or was it kind of like, Whoa, Oh my gosh, I'm going to the Olympics or I'm going to be on the Olympic team or talk about that experience. Like you're going to, you're going to have to leave school. I mean, was mom and dad upset? You know, what happened? No, they, they knew. They knew. Um, they knew the drill. So I, I actually told this story last night. Uh, I had a little little get-together. And um, so uh, 1980 happened. I was nine years old. And um, that was a huge – that had a huge impact on me. And um, I wanted to play in the Olympics desperately. And – so sophomore year at BC, we got upset by Alaska Anchorage and get knocked out of the NCAAs. So it's like Saturday night and we went out and, and, you know, did what college kids do when they don't have hockey the next yeah. day. So <laughs> my, uh, my dorm room phone rang the next morning 
and I, I picked it up and, um, and it was, uh, the other, the, the voice on the, uh, on the other end of the line said, Billy, it's Lou Lamarillo. We need to talk about the next phase of your career. And I'm like, seriously, like he had my dorm room phone number. So he's Lou like, has every, gotta, people out there, so he, has, he, he has, he has everything. So, so I'm, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I hadn't heard from, you know, basically since I got drafted and obviously they had been watching me, but so he, he flew my dad and I down to New Jersey and my dad and I were sitting in his office and he said, if you have an opportunity to play for the New Jersey devils or the U S Olympic team next year, what would you do? And I, I just looked at him. I told him, I said, Lou, I want to play in the Olympics. I said, it means that much to me. And I also think it's with the way we had it that year with a national team leading up to the Olympics, I just thought that was a, a good stepping stone for me. And um, it was a, uh, it was a great year. Uh, we had tons of fun. Um, yes. You and Keith and, Kachuk, and, and I heard, had quite a yeah, time. <laughs> me, and, me and Walt, uh, we were roommates. Nobody else wanted to room with us. So we got to room together and we, we, uh, you know, our friendship uh, is as strong as ever after all these years. But I got cut um, the day going over to the Olympics. And that was that was heartbreaking for me. That was a uh, talk was about that. The, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, so, that's got to be you're, you're thinking to yourself, I got drafted first, over, you know, fifth overall. I've had a great two years at BC. I'm on this team. This has got to be your first big time failure for you. How do you rebound? From oh, that? it was it was honestly, it was devastating. It was devastating. This was my dream. This was, I passed up uh, an opportunity at the NHL to do this. And we were pack. Keith and I were packing our bags to, we we're going to the airport to fly over to France. And uh, I got the call and they, they let me go. And the team went one way. I went the other. And it was just, it was, it, it crushed me. Um, How'd you rebound? But, you, you, you wind up signing you know with the what? Devils. How did you rebound? Like emotionally right then and there. That's got to be hard. Oh, no, it, it really did. It, it, it crushed me. But then, you know what? I, I went home and uh, spent a couple of days with my, with my parents and, you know, my, my couple of my close buddies. And, um, you know, I had a pity party for about a day and a half, two days. And then it's like, you know what? Get your shit together. Pick yourself up and let's go. And you know what? You gotta now. You have fuel now. You've got to prove that, prove to them that they made a mistake, and and that drove me. And it 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 really did. You, you, but you know what? You, you can't you can't just sit there and cry about it the whole time. I, you accept it. You move on. And uh, you know, three days later, I was uh, signing my first NHL contract with Lou, and uh, and then on my way to the minors. And and you know what? To uh, start to a, a you know, a long career, which, you know, those, those things, they, they, you, you got to fight through it. And, uh, it's, it's as hard as it was. Just, yeah. You, you have to, yeah. you have to fight. That was segment one of inside the game with Bill Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota wild inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach. The R. 